0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Conversations, where we look at the intersection between relationships, faith, and leadership. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Clark.
1: And I'm Christian Harden. Thanks for joining us.
0: Christian, I'm excited about our guest that we have today. Um, Folks that are listening are in for a treat. Coffee and Conversations has gone on the road. This is our first recording out of the studio. We're on the road, man. We're on the road. We did it. We're in the Kingdom Corridor. Kingdom Corridor. With uh, Pastor Daryl Arnold, founding pastor of Overcoming Believers Church, OBC. That's right. Right here uh, in East Knoxville, just down the street from Vine, Off of Harriet Tubman, beautiful area. Love this neighborhood. I grew up in East Knoxville, so I feel like I'm back home Mm -hmm. uh, when we come over here. And so I'm excited because today we're going to continue to look at relationships, faith, and leadership, but in the context of the church environment. Uh, what that's looked like for a pastor to uh, become the individual that he has become, um, but serving in some of the same communities, Christian, that you and I are in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm super, super excited. Again, a shout out to our coffee sponsor, Bryn Coffee, for always providing a great cup. That's right. Uh, Today we might sip on a little bit more water just Uh, to stay
1: hydrated. Yep. But that's where we're at. We appreciate, Bren, what they do for us.
0: (laughs) That's right. So... uh, Pastor Daryl Arnold, Pastor Daryl, I'm just so excited, first of all, that you would take time. I know right now schedule is prime, um, serving people, loving your congregation um, with, I heard a couple great parking lot services have already happened.
2: Yeah, we did. We I, had great. I, I heard That's they were on both time. sides of the street. Yeah, man, people are ready to, you know, convene. I don't know if they're ready to get back into the building, but they're ready to convene. I don't think that God wired us to be disconnected, you know, community was not man's uh, idea it was god let us make men in our own image and then he told yeah. adam you know it ain't good for you to be alone and so i think that uh covet has been a good break and a, a shabbat and a sabbath for many of us that have been working um in unhealthy ways but I think that God is desiring us to somehow reconvene in some way. And yeah. so we're trying to do the safest thing that we can. I understand that. And, uh, you know, when they told me that they were people
0: on both sides of the street, I said, well, he's going to have to do a rooftop service. And she said, don't mention that to him. He will. <laughs> He'll come swinging down from something. And That's I, like, hilarious, man.
2: <laughs> you, know, you know, what's, what's funny, is, man, is uh, for those of you that hadn't been here, I want you to come visit our church one day. It doesn't even have to do. A, a, be on a Sunday. You should just drive by. Uh, we have a um, a prayer tower that's 40, 40 feet in the air, and uh, when we built this facility, our architect uh, was so proud of the building that he wanted to put the building on uh, on his annual report, right? Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to he wanted to take it to the next level, and so he he asked me, w- "We, would you? I'm gonna get a crane. Would you get on the top?" <laughs> Of, <laughs> no, he of, did not. Of, of the tower, 40 feet. Now I said, man, you lost your mind. And then I started thinking about it. I said, how bad do you want it? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want it really bad, man. And so we were having, um, uh gas and glory uh two weeks, late, two weeks later two weeks later where we give away yeah. 15000 dollars worth of gas to anybody that pulls up right and uh we were short five thousand dollars I said hey I man you give you give me five grand I'll go up <laughs> and so I have pictures of me on top of the tower 40, 40 store uh uh a uh, four 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 for start forty feet up or something yeah, like four that. Four stories, forty four, feet. Yeah. yeah. And uh Got up there. I was terrified initially, but man, it was so good. I said, since I'm up here, I might as well pray for the city. And yeah. so uh, that might be a good idea. Get back up there and preach, man. Mm. That'd be phenomenal. Why not? It's incredible. Not? Pre- He's about to do that. Now, I don't know. I was it. a whole lot younger and crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now I've got some wisdom and some gray hair. And that's the prayer tower. That's the prayer tower. So man. I know the story, but Christian doesn't about what that's manufactured out of oh man the whole building that we're in right now is manufactured out of junk everything you see everything you see uh you know chris talked about the the um the building and and the grandeur of it but what he doesn't understand is everything you see was made out of junk we didn't have a lot of money and uh, we had partnered with an architect and we had a specific budget and so everything you see was something that uh, was broken down that we found at some junkyard and painted it and made it something artistic. If you look at the fun wall, yeah. it changes colors. That entire wall, I think, cost us four hundred dollars. Oh my goodness! So, wow. so <laughs> That's yes. incredible. So the uh, the lighting and was given to us and uh, the metal is metal studs that came off of a construction job that he did before and they had it left over. So we just threw it up. So the prayer tower, is is. Actually, um, uh, it's the sewage pipe that you uh, that you put underground. <laughs> and it. so instead it of running run it, it, running it, uh, you know, uh, horizontal, we ran it up, put rebar in it. And hey, <laughs> but is that isn't that a word picture? Isn't that it a is. word picture of what the Lord does with us? He takes junk yeah. and he builds it together. Everybody talks about Jesus being a, a king, and he was, uh, but nobody talks about Jesus was also a carpenter. Yeah. And he's still a carpenter. He's still taking broken pieces and putting us back mm-hmm. together again and yeah. using us for the sake of the kingdom. So he chooses the foolish things of the world. He's confounding the wise. That's so, the book, man.
0: That's it. Well, let's get into a little bit of just kind of your story, um, kind of where God's brought you from. Uh, some of those most influential people just growing up uh, that helped just kind of form who you are and, and led you to even uh, kind of discover the call that God had on your life.
2: Yeah. So. Um, you ask that question, the first person that comes to my, my mind is my mama. You yeah. know, My mama is hard uh, um, work and grace personified. She's a hybrid of hard work and grace uh, personified. I, she had five children. Um, I didn't see my mother much. And I don't have the story where I didn't see my mama because she abandoned us, or she was on crack, or she was you know, sleeping with 10 or 15 different guys. and. My, my, my testimony is I didn't see my mother much because she was working two jobs all of her life mm-hmm. to make sure that she was able to take care of her children. Uh, and so I learned work ethic uh, from her probably too much. All of us are a tad bit uh, work junkies. Uh, she didn't teach us how to rest, she taught us how to work. And um, she told us uh, that anything worth having was worth working for. And so, I learned that from her, and so that drive that I have and um, uh, sometimes, again, unhealthy drive that I have uh, comes from my mama, but uh, she's the first person I think of. I also think of, uh, you know, just great people that the Lord inserted in my life. T.D. Jakes says that every relationship that God gives you is for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And um, I think of of some seasonal people that the Lord placed in my life. Uh, that that really poured into me and and developed me and helped me in um, in in my now, uh, in in the past they they were they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself and began to develop that and so, the first person I really think of is a man by the name of H H Wright. Um, when we leave here, I'll show you a picture of him. Uh, he was he was my pastor. Uh, for years, but not just my pastor. I was raised up in a house with a bunch of girls, and my 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 pastor uh, had all sons living in the house. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a um, a laborer of social justice. He was the 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 person that Martin Luther King had planted in Chattanooga to to take care of uh, the work there. Um, and. I remember it like it was yesterday, I was, talking to my, I was talking to my sister about it uh, day before yesterday, that, that my pastor, when the day school got out, the last day of school, my pastor would always tell my mama, you know, uh, I want him to come spend the night with the boys, I'll bring him to church on Sunday, you can pick him up, uh, and um, she would let me go. And I would be with the boys, and we'd spend there. He'd teach me how to work. He was a construction worker. I was laying brick and and uh, asphalt and crazy (laughs) stuff when I was eight and nine. And uh, Sunday would get there, we would go to church. And after church, uh, my mama would be ready to take me home. He said, "Well, I let him stay just a couple more days. We need to finish up a project. I bring him back for Bible study on Wednesday, and he buy me clothes, and and I stay. And then." Wednesday would come. She come to Bible study to pick me up. I let him stay a few more days. He let him make a couple more money, bring him back a couple, couple more dollars, and make some money. I bring him back on Sunday. He would do that all summer long. Mm-hmm. And and now you stayed a couple
0: more days all summer. A
2: couple of more days <laughs> all summer long. Yeah. And what I learned in a summer. Under his leadership and around men and around a man of God and how you love mm-hmm. your wife and how you take care of your children and how you are a prophet and a and a and, and you speak into the lives of the people that are around you and how you protect your family and provide. Mm-hmm. What I learned in those two and a half months each summer, it, my mama couldn't have done in all of her life, mm-hmm. and so he made a significant investment in in um in my life and um. His church never grew to over 100 people but he impacted people's lives all over uh, the world. Um, In Chattanooga there's a street called Martin Luther King Boulevard. He changed the name of that street. Mm -hmm. He changed it. I remember uh, being uh, with him one day and he took me home and when he got home the Klan had blown his house up Mm -hmm. uh, and his children were about to go in, and they blew his house up. And mm. then they put the fire out, uh, they put the fire out, and uh, b- the, by the time the the the, uh, uh, the um, uh, firefighters had left, they came back and set it on fire again. I, I remember him, he was doing a show much like this one at a radio station, and uh, he talks about how uh, he, he always went at like five o'clock in the morning, and he got finished at noon. And um, he was going to finish at noon. He said, Holy Spirit told him on the air, I need you to stay 10 more minutes. Stay on the air 10 more minutes. Uh, at noon, his van blew up. The moment he was supposed to be in that van, wow. it blew up. They had set it for when he would get into the car. And wow. Holy Ghost saved his life over 10 minutes. He preached a, a sermon one Sunday called The Blessing of 10 Minutes. Wow. Just, just, just. He was an amazing man. I, he, 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 um, he was able to come here and preach for me and consecrate this building, uh, but I'll tell you, Michael, and uh, it was so sad. I brought him here, uh, intentionally overdid it. God said, when you bring him here, I want you to treat him like he's the President of the United States. And so when he came in, I had three, four armor bears assigned to him. I had him the biggest suite that you could find in the city. Uh, we limoed him back and forth to the church, uh, paid him more money than he had, he had ever made in revivals in his life. Yeah. And he consecrated this building. He gets, he gets back home. He gets back home, and my aunt calls and says, you know, Rev is really upset with you. I said, what do you mean? He says that you brought him all the way up there. You 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 had your worship service and you didn't even acknowledge the fact that he was in town and he's hurting. He he was crying when he told me. I said, Oh, he's just playing. And she says, No, he's not playing. It's like, why would you bring him up there, not even allow him uh, to take the microphone or even share the fact that he was your pastor? I said, he preached for me. He consecrated my building, I don't know what you're talking about, did an amazing job. And um, we found out that day that he had a brain tumor. Ah. And he was dead six or seven days later after Mm. consecrating this building. So, so the Lord, you know, places great people in your life, and so if you see anything in me that's community driven, and uh, that's hospitality driven, and, mm-hmm. and social justice driven, or uh, caring about the poor and the marginalized, that didn't come from me. Uh, that, that was uh, some of the DNA that I pulled from Reverend H.H. Wright.
0: H.H. H. Wright. Renamed the street in Chattanooga. Martin Luther King. I was on that street last week. He we took our son that. To, My
2: pastor did yeah, that. To Erlinger. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. And they never honored him. Mm-hmm. They, they never honored H.H. H. Wright. Um, I, I, this is sad to say, but H.H. H. Wright helped thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I mean... Um, if you called him at three o'clock in the morning he would come and fix your washing machine. Hmm. He he led he led uh crusades in our city that had thousands. And when he died, he had less than sixty people at his funeral. Mm. I had to raise money to bury him. Wow. But because because sometimes, guys, I'm learning that you can outlive your legacy. Hmm. Sometimes you can die too late. The reason Martin Luther King is being celebrated so much Mm. is because he died so soon. The reason Malcolm X is celebrated so much is Mm -hmm. because he died so soon. The reason Kennedy is celebrated in such a way is because he died so soon. And the reason Jesus is celebrated every Sunday is because he died so soon. You see, Jesus would not have been effective. He wouldn't be this great, great king that we worship if he would have died of old age. But sometimes you have to go through something
0: yeah.
2: and die, unless a grain of wheat.
0: It is the, the grain of wheat that it falls the into the ground.
2: And dies, it remaineth alone. Yeah. And so H.H. H. Wright was wow. a great man of God and now they've honored him. He's been dead for uh, seven years and they just named a park after him hmm. in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So sometimes you have to look over the corridors of heaven to see how people will appreciate you later.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that his bones are still being carried on. Yes, sir. Into even the promised land of what he envisioned. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, you talk about uh, folks like H.H. Like Wright, and I'm imagining, boy, 2020 could use a few more. Yeah. Like him who aren't uh, as, as much about the numbers as they are about their faithfulness to make an impact on those right yeah. around them. Um, some people who are willing to hear the voice of God and discern it when it saves his own life as well as someone else's. Yeah. Um, and to speak into their own family, and, and and I'm just thinking about our culture right now. And when you look around, at what's happening in our nation, we've never been a more divided nation. That's exactly right. And uh, the the world couldn't need more a more united church mm-hmm. than now. What what are some of the deficits you see in our culture that you hope to be a voice to, but also to develop men, women in your church, in your house, in yeah. your family, um, that that you. Hey, we we need to project this. This is what the world needs now, uh, and it may be love, sweet love. I don't know what the yeah. world needs now. Maybe
2: that, but yeah, I, I don't think it's that. And and uh, so th- that's that's um that's what might get me in trouble on the podcast. Nope, nope, uh, nope. there's <laughs> no mom. there's no getting in yeah. trouble, Come So, so <laughs> yeah, so I I think that I, I think that oftentimes um, we can have major problems and try to fix it with minor solutions. And um, we are living in a very complicated world and simplicity won't fix what's very complicated. And so when you talk about George Floyd, when you talk about Tamir, when you talk about Brown, when you talk about Brianna, uh, when you talk about uh, the social unrest and injustices that you've seen, you and I have both seen across our country, um, we can't just have another um, prayer meeting with four or five or six or seven or even 10 different churches of different ethnicities and, um, and sing the presence of the Lord is here uh, in a united choir and call it racial reconciliation. Uh, the Bible says, that Jesus reconciled us, that we were reconciled unto God, and then we're giving the ministry of reconciliation. Um, Ministry is a process. Uh, One one of the words for ministry, minister, deacon is diaconate. Uh, That's a Greek word for a deacon or minister in some context. And you know what that really means? laborer of the dirt what that really means is you cannot be a minister of social justice and build the kingdom of God and build the church and shalom that God wants to happen in the earth and and have manicured nails. Mm. This is dirty stuff man yeah and, and I think that that love is not enough yeah I cannot tell my wife I love her and then throw her up against the side of the refrigerator every day. I cannot buy her a diamond ring and take her to Acapulco and, and have six and seven different girlfriends. I think that, that, that faith works itself out through love. It is practical love. How do we, how do we love in a practical way? And I think that that comes uh, from walking out the wheel and the word of God in the earth. And that sometimes is challenging um, and being a prophetic voice to those that are in power. Yeah. And so I I, I, so I, I, think, I think that. I really believe yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think
0: uh, sometimes um, I know that I have misinterpreted what the love of God would or wouldn't look like in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. But the love of God flipped over some tables.
2: Yeah, that, man. The love of God. Now, you said that I didn't. I yeah. want y'all to know who said that. He said that I did <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 That's my white friend over here to that's the left right. said gotta, that I did But that's,
0: and that's a love that, uh, that defends the the defenseless. It stands up. And I think right now, I think that it's not the disciples that are coming back to the well right now and wondering why Jesus is sitting there. It's the church that is not even near the well (laughs) and the world is coming back and saying, Hey, why aren't you guys here? Why don't you care about those who are disenfranchised, can't speak for themselves because other people have silenced them and you're nowhere to be found. Yeah. And, and this is where Jesus would be, because yes. that's what he modeled for us. That's yes, exactly right. That he would build the bridges for those who had already been burned. That's yes, exactly and, right. And sir. had been pushed outside the town and pushed outside the those that were included. And mm-hmm. um, that's that's where I see Jesus. And yeah, love touches the lepers. It does. So yeah, and, and I remember at the beginning of COVID, and I wondered, I asked myself this question: Would Jesus probably be a part of the first COVID-friendly church? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Sir. Would he not be running away from the leper, but yeah. running towards them? Running towards. And you. I'm not Jesus, so my services look a little different. But I'm believing in the one who has the answer to this, yeah. this sickness that our country and nation and world are
2: facing. But and you're not Jesus, like? and you're not Jesus. But and I'm not Jesus, because you're not Jesus. But we do have to have some type, th- t- some kind of. Theological resolve and apologetic to Paul saying Christ is in us the hope of glory. And so I, I can say I'm not Jesus and you not challenge that. But I wonder if I said that to Jesus and he not challenged mm-hmm. that. yeah, right? So I can politically, I have, I'm theologically strong enough to maneuver words and yeah. pull buff and pull scripture buffet style to make sure that I polish what I say. But, but at the end of at the end of the day, I think Jesus will say, "Oh yes, you are me. Yeah. I'm the head. <laughs> You're the body, and the enemy is supposed to be under your feet." Yeah. And so I, I hear you. I, I'm with you, and. And and I'm I'm convicted every day. God shows me something mm. that I thought I had power in, and I was really I'm really still afraid of it. Mm. Every day I'm convicted. COVID has con- wore my behind out, and has me in a season of conviction where I cannot write, run from truth. Mm. I cannot run from truth. Let, let, let me. I, I'm just gonna be. I don't know why I'm being so far. So we have been shut down. Our four walls have been shut down for um, six, almost seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, our church has always been an outreach church. So we didn't start doing Jesus ministry when COVID hit. We all so mm-hmm. that hasn't changed. What has changed is what's taken place within. The sanctuary in the four walls. Hmm. About six weeks ago, I always come through um, uh, the east entrance. Something said, "I want you to go through the to the west, go Bell Street." And I went to Bell Street, and I was a homeless man, and he's and he's he's he got he got uh, groceries, he got toothbrush, toothpaste, he got towel. Uh, he's got a sleeping bag, and he's laying up under the canopy. Now, My heart is, you know, I know if you give to the poor, you're lending to the Lord. I had no problem with that. I'm not, I'm not calling the police. This is what we do. And um, I think I'm on top of this thing. You know, hey, man, it's good to see you. And I gave him a couple of bucks, <laughs> and I came out. Yeah, man, I'm doing Jesus ministry here. He got a, It's hot out there, and he's got some shade. And, and I walked out of that heat. Opened the door and the door shut behind me. Mm. And I felt this cool air in a multi million dollar facility. And Holy Ghost wore me out. Mm. He said, You pay, and I'm not going to say on the air how much, but you pay multiples of thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every month for an empty building and the homeless man gets to look in and see how beautiful it is. Hmm.
1: Mm.
2: It's the man at the gate called beautiful. Yeah. And I thought I had this thing, right? I think, hey man, mm. we're doing it. We, we feed the poor, we, you know, we do big stuff, you know? For, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's always more that yeah. we need to be doing. And so, man, I, I just, I wanna be like Jesus. It's just a whole lot harder than I've been preaching. Mm. Come on, <laughs> you. come on! Yeah. It's just hard. It's, people think putting the sermon together is hard. That ain't hard. It's living this stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and not just doing that on the way in the door. So you've got a story for your sermon.
2: Oh yeah, and that's yeah, that's it. a good analogy. Yeah,
0: I can share this. Yeah, on some, yeah, yeah. But no, Mm-mm. what about what about the rest well, of those hours me. in my day?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been haunted by the spirit of COVID. God is using it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so, know no, I want you deeper. You can do more, man. Mm-hmm. I
0: just, I since the since the conviction, even now, just and, as we've been the, talking I, with I the, Lord the Lord, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost yeah. right now,
2: man.
0: Yeah, not to not to spin things mm-hmm. like even what we talked about. No, 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 I'm not Jesus, but mm-hmm. but yeah, how would Jesus be pushing back on some of the ideologies we're hiding behind right now? We don't know
2: no better, man. man. We, but, you said that and you meant it. I, I say it and I mean it. No, but then Holy Spirit's like.
0: Why would you say? That? I remember in high school being so frustrated with some of the kids that I would go to Christian Academy of Knoxville with. C A K loved the school, and um, I'd be so frustrated because we would. Get, I would talk about how the Lord had great plans and that they could even overcome sin and just break chains. But the Lord knows I'm human. Is my mm-hmm. response that I mm-hmm. would get. And, but the Lord knows that I'm weak, and and, and there's some truth to the crutches we give ourselves. Oh yeah, there's some truth. There's some truth to it, but we allow it to hobble us through life yes. to where we never experience, we're not living the overcomer yes. life that yes. he's called us to. We're yes. not living in victory. Yes, And um, we still do that to ourselves. I still do it to myself.
2: Hmm. You, you know, man, you, you bring up a point. Again, this thing is difficult. Right? Christianity is difficult. To be a good Christian is difficult, right? Because they're brands of Christianity. Sure, right? sure. It's like... Uh, Baskin Robbins, a whole lot of different flavors.
0: I'm not the skinny jean. <laughs>
2: sure, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> you laughing at my jeans, no, man. I'm riding my white guy. I was thinking about my white art Your church planners. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, hey man, it's on the both sides, man. It is. It's just the brothers just got the tailor-made suits now. And uh-huh. you you know, it's
0: just, just not the jean jackets and just, the black shirts and yeah, the,
2: yeah, the tennis shoes, old guys looking young with Mohawks. <laughs> Like, come on, man. If you granddaddy, if you don't get the yeah. true religions off of the Jordans and put you some yeah, that's some, some socks it. some some socks. <laughs> 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 so, <you> know, <laughs> crazy Walk in shame. God Zields. is cool with Pastor yeah. Arnold and God is cool with Daryl.
0: And he's okay with those socks
2: you're gonna be wearing. He cool it. He's cool with. He's alright. He's cool with it. Yeah. But I'm not supposed to be, I'm not supposed to settle in that and mm-hmm. that old yeah. man. But I'm also not supposed to be trapped to the bondage of the stuff that I did or may even be doing. Yeah. He'll fix me if I allow him to fix
0: me. Oh, the wisdom and understanding of our God, it's so vast. Yeah. Oh man,
2: he's amazing. For us to try to understand and hold in balance and tension. Man, you got your hand yeah. like that and a fist and like your brain is that mm-hmm. big. Yeah. And well, we trying to understand the God that holds the world in the palm of his hand. In the palm of his hand, <laughs> yeah. The Galaxies. What'd but, you say?
0: Man. Well, we we're going ha- to have some fun here for just a couple of minutes to break up this, uh, this segment of our podcast. Christian's going to ask some rapid fire questions. That's right.
1: So it's just first thing that comes to mind. First thing that comes to your we'll come mind, Daryl. Uh, favorite movie. Favorite movie? The one that you can, if it's on TV, you turn it on, you can sit down and watch it at any point in the movie.
2: You want the saved version? <laughs> unsaved? It I mean, can be
1: the saved and unsaved. <laughs> We've had Mel Gibson come up. Uh, a
2: whole bunch of Mel Gibsons, yeah. unfortunately. Biker but. Boys. Biker boys. Biker boys. Huh. I bet I watched it forty times. Uh, New Jack City. Love it. Dead presidents. Oh, y'all don't know nothing about that. Man, come that on, thing. homie. I do know that one. Uh, uh, boys in the hood, Minister society. See, I, yep. y'all, yep. if you want me to say passionate Christ, I will. <laughs> no, that's not what we were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> the, That's the, about the, the Mel Ten Gibson commandments, movie. I keep it out with you. Okay, the Ten Commandments. I like that with all the Tyler Perry stuff. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Medea. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that Boys in the Hood. I've heard of that one.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to go look these up. I yeah. Boys. yeah. Make sure you take communion before you watch Boys in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done watching Boys in the Hood though. Ah, I'm not gonna watch it anymore. Somebody'll get that later. I'm it. done with Ice Cube. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get that later. Yeah.
1: <laughs> most uh, most influential book or person. Oh man! So it necessarily doesn't have to be a book. It could be someone he's listening to. Yeah, a yeah. podcast
0: influencing him right now.
2: Yeah. Um. You know, I I I just I just um. I just, I'm, I just listened to a podcast this morning, and when you say influential, doesn't mean I necessarily agree with everything, mm-hmm. but he is sparking some stuff in me that's like, what the world? His name is Daniel Hodge, hmm. and uh, he does this. Uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he has his doctorate in theology, uh, but he's a social justice guy, and um, he's radical. So before you write his name down, mm-hmm. like I I've, I I've, I haven't, and I've been in, I was raised in the streets, I was raised in the streets, um, but I haven't heard this much profanity mm. since I was raised in the streets, from a doctor, yeah, and he does it intentionally to wake up a sleeping church, yeah,
1: hmm.
2: I mean it's a ton of profanity, right? But if you can handle. How he says what he says, what he says is life change, mm. and I know why he does it. Yeah, yeah. he does yeah. that. That shock factor to get someone yeah. back. Same yeah. reason people are setting Wendy's on fire. Yeah, that's exactly it's right. It's not that they don't like burgers, They're, It's shock factor. Yeah, to yeah. Make you listen.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. there's some statistics about that. I better yeah. not get off course. Yeah, <laughs> so it has brought some change. Yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: yeah. Uh, comfort food, go to I bet Jackie dreams. All day, Ooh, long. all day long,
2: all day long. What's weeks? your order? Tammy fried green tomatoes. All day long. Damn you got to go to uh, here. Go one you don't know nothing about Aunt Evelyns. I have she's not. been along. For, she's been around for forty years, not selling her food is. out of a house for forty years. Oh man, drop the macaroni and cheese. Make you slap your mm. mama, mm. <laughs> Aunt Evelyns. Aunt Evelyns, Aunt Evelyn's. in a shout out. I'll take you one day.
0: So what's what's his Jackie? Yeah, what's Jackie's, your Jackie's order? order?
2: I, I don't even order. I walk in, they know exactly. What you're doing. <laughs> the D no, A. No, straight up, straight Something up. Like the I walk in, they know this dude wants fried catfish. He wants it fried crispy, shaken in Nashville. I say Nashville oh, hot sauce, but they won't let you say that at Jackie's. It's Knoxville hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and I want fried uh, okra. I want collard so, greens. There you mm-hmm. go. And how about this? They're gonna. It's not on the menu. Cornbread. I I I I I do the rolls. Okay. With a sweet tea, with a little bit of cranberry juice in it. And, and okay. how about this one? Here okay. you go. Here you go. Pastors poppers.
0: What in the world? That's the jalapeno,
2: fried jalapenos. Yeah, ain't on the menu. I okay. just went in one day. Said hey. Y'all got some jalapenos back there.
0: <laughs> fry them up. Fry bread them up fried. Go ahead and
2: them. Them. Lord, say, I want some pastas poppers.
0: So not oh cheese gosh. with them, just the jalapenos.
2: Fried crispy, and Ooh, that does seasoned. sound good. And then they Sounds bring you. Like <laughs> oh no. It then they bring you uh a, a a side of ranch dressing. Of mm-hmm. Man, okay. make you want to do a backhand spring on <laughs> the first Sunday. I'm hungry. <laughs>
1: <I'm laughs> hungry. <I know. laughs> <laughs> that sounds so good. Next, next one will be at Jackie's. That's right. We're um, moving into the holidays, seasons. Um, for me, I know what I think of when I think of holiday treats. Uh, but what do you? What's your go-to like holiday fall
2: beverage, food? What do you think of? Uh, man, I absolutely love um, hot apple cider.
1: Mm,
2: love it. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm a, people think I'm, I like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a people, love being around crowds, but I, I really enjoy sitting by the fireplace and drinking a, a hot apple cider by myself I like it. Mm-hmm. or with that beautiful girl that I got. I, I really could do that. I could sit and watch Netflix all day if I didn't, if I wasn't a workaholic. Mm-hmm. I really could. Sounds like good rest fireplace hot Mm. cider Mm. hot cider
1: that's a good one i like that i had so much when i worked at the hilton starbucks i had the caramel yeah the caramel apple spice i had three a day for about a month and i think i gained 20 pounds three a day day. for oh my goodness a shift a shift not even a day a
2: shift i was addicted
1: Mm. yeah and it wasn't good it wasn't healthy
2: yeah man i can't believe that they didn't uh cut me off no, just give you an <laughs> insulin pump, like, like, some, like some a needle. <laughs> oh
1: my goodness!
2: Probably needed it. Yeah, you should just got That's a tattoo good. with sugar diabetes written across your shirt, your chest, like Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you break it? Because you can't break that immediately without going through some type of biological fit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I put in my two weeks notice. <laughs> it took I two weeks. We <laughs> <nice. laughs> You know, would call turkey.
1: They weren't free anymore. They weren't free anymore. Yeah, the Once they weren't free, I uh, had to leave. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one, funniest or bizarre, or maybe it's both funny <laughs> and bizarre, ministry experience?
2: I can't tell you the one that just came to mind. I can't tell you off off. <laughs> Uh But here's the other one. Were you coming here, man? Were you coming around when I was preaching um, the series called "On Eagles' Wings"? And I yes. had that huge nest in the middle of the pulpit, so I had like a nine-foot nest, four feet deep, and I was preaching inside the nest. Right? Oh gosh, it was a cute. Guy named Adam. Uh, Adam, <laughs> don't call it cute, man. Something feel <laughs> funny about that. So a- Adam Henry, one of my old uh, members, Amazing. he's 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 tra- he's, he's um, in another state now. He made it for me, so. It's still up and I'm and I'm preaching on Christmas Day. We do a Christmas Day service. And I'm preaching and man, I'm on the floor and I'm preaching. I'm not in the I'm not on the pool and I'm preaching. I'm preaching and I'm, you know, doing the Black Baptist Pentecostal apostolic <laughs> thing at the end and I'm and nobody's paying attention to me. And I'm like, I'm in this thing. Why are y'all not in it with me? Everybody's looking over my head there is a lady that has somehow got past security nearby. She is in the nest break dancing. <laughs> <laughs> On Christmas morning. On Christmas morning. That's that awesome. And that wouldn't stop. They had to go grab her. <laughs> <laughs> it was. She was I, Sam, I look back at that video, it was hilarious.
1: She was stoked at what Santa brought her, that's what it was. That is. Can
0: they tell what song she was dancing to? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think she spent too much time around the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much smoke around the chimney, homie. <laughs> yeah, I passed in great. the hood for those of you all listening. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> she was enjoying herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it was I'm a glad great Glad people got locked back in to what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, mean, I had some great man. This place, my wife says, this is my, my wife says that Sunday morning OBC is the funniest time on earth. Yo, she always That's got great. something she laughing about over there. That's, That's great. Do you ever see Jesus at church? <laughs> the
0: one I shared with uh, the Dream Center, which they have a food truck with with uh, OBC, uh, with Ross on his podcast. It actually happened just two blocks down in Austin Homes for me. One of my yeah. funniest
2: experiences. So this neighborhood just it's prime for it oh, man. There's some great
0: ministry experiences. <laughs> the joy
2: of the Lord is our strength, right? right? Those stuffy, you know, we can't have these stuffy. Nobody wants to be a part of a stuffy church. That's no. right. I enjoyed it, man. Yeah. That's, right. yeah. That's right. That's right. I enjoyed. Place.
0: Well, as we're coming back around to the second part of this podcast, and, and maybe getting to some more serious issues, um, you know, what has it been like to lead your church uh, during COVID? Uh, you said seven months now, not in person, um, and I know, having talked with you beforehand, uh, even just a few weeks ago, how it's impacted some of your people, mm-hmm. uh, families that uh, you've done some funerals for that but it's been just a difficult season in a variety
2: of ways yeah man i guess i could answer that in a it's been um awful and awesome at the same time um it's been awful uh because our ministry is a community driven ministry um we gonna hug and kiss everybody and so that's just not that's just not gonna be able to happen. Um, yeah. And so, and I've been distant from it. And to be honest, man, I miss my church more now than ever. I uh, wake up in the morning thinking about our church. And so, thinking about the people of God. Um, so, I, I hate that part. But what has made it even more awful is I've had several families uh, in our church uh, that are experiencing tremendous death. Hmm. Um, I've, I've got one family member here she's been at church since the existence of the ministry her mama her daddy and her brother died in 17 days mm-hmm. and so 17 days previous they were healthy and fine and 17 days later she had done two funerals and buried two people three people and so her mom and daddy had mm-hmm. a joint funeral um, and these are not people that we're seeing as stats on cnn or fox news that's on the scroll, on the screen, scrolling down, these are people that I know. These are yeah. people that have have that visited this church or been in this church or are on our hospitality team serving uh, in great ways, and so they, that's that 's extremely painful. Most people know that i 've got a guy, a young guy on my board, everybody knows him, a very popular young man in this city. Um, I married him, he and his wife, a few years ago, and um, just about everybody that was at the wedding is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so if you, sh- if you pull that picture out, half of those people don't even exist here on the earth anymore, and it wasn't because of a car accident or uh, cardiac arrest, and it wasn't because, uh, you know, uh, old age. They all died of COVID. Wow. And they all died in less than uh, nine weeks. Every one of them were gone. So right. his 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 uh, mother, you know, gone. Uh, uncles, aunts, gone. Um, they all went to, a, to the same church. Church opened and um, wow. everybody got sick. And he even I remember he told me he, he was frustrated with the deacons because. Uh, You know, his mama served the deacons for years and frustrated with the deacons because he was trying to call them and ask them to do parts at the funeral and they wouldn't call back. And then he found out they were dead. Oh man. The deacons were dead. That's why they couldn't call back. Mm. And the pastor, uh, you know, he he couldn't do the funeral because he was in ICU on a ventilator. And so these are people that i can lay my eyes on this is not political stuff but should you wear a mask should you not wear a man. mask is it a hoax is it not this is not republican or or uh, a, a democrat this is real people that i know um i was preaching here um man on a sunday not long ago and um one of my spiritual sons who is serves as the minister of protocol he's a pastor at this church and after we got finished, great word, and he led us in prayer and everything. I'm going home, and he calls, and he says, "Man, my uh, my dad, my dad just died, of COVID." And um, yeah, I'm trying to comfort him, give him word. You know, he's like, you know, my stepmom, she's got it, but she's doing good. Five hours later, he calls me; she's dead too. Like, wow. Same day. Same day. So, so we're talking about. Direct impacts that have taken place in the life of the people that we serve here—it's—it's it's real. I don't know who listened yeah. to me, but this ain't no joke, you know. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, one of the pastors in this city that is a great man of God is in the hospital right now, struggling with COVID mm-hmm. right now, and um, you know many of us have dealt with that disease. Yeah. And so um, it's been rough. It's been rough, and it has affected you know, whether we should come back or not. And um, so we're, we're trying to see what, what, what God is saying, but we walk by faith and not yeah. by sight. So it's, it's been awful, but it's also been awesome. And what I mean by that is, God has been challenging leaders in ministries all over the country to learn how to Shabbat, mm. Sabbath. And most of us don't know how to do that. Sure, But we have learned how to spend time with him, how to rest in his arms. And what the Lord has taught us, especially me in the last seven months, is you are the man of God. You are not the God of man. Mm. And I can do this without you. You don't have to accept every appointment. You can leave and have a vacation with your family. You you don't have to go to the hospital every time. Mm. And so, uh, it has really been sweet to hear the voice of God. Being able to rest spiritually, and to keep it one hundred, to be able to rest physically. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's been good to be able to wake up without an alarm clock. I can't tell you how many years it's been. I'm sure fifteen. That I had the opportunity to wake up and I wasn't tired. Yeah. So. Mm. Awesome, awesome, b- awful, but we know all things work together for good to do yeah, love right. the Lord and are called according to His purpose.
0: Right? Yeah. All right. That's right. And so we w- and we went from COVID, which we're still, I don't know if we're uh, mid-COVID, post-COVID. We're
2: not pre-COVID. so we that, in that, COVID. We're in the middle I, of it. And, and here's, here's, here's the truth, Pastor. I don't even know if there's a such thing as post-COVID.
0: No, the world's going to look different from here on out.
2: Yeah. I, I think that we might... We need to keep praying and believe in God, but we might also need to be thinking about how do we do life and ministry mm-hmm. in COVID? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I completely
0: agree. I wonder what generations passed, you know, during the different diseases and, and vaccinations that we now have that my kids get naturally. Exactly. Um, how did they evaluate did they what evaluate? is going to happen now? What is church? What is, what is our family reunion going to look like, you know,
2: with polio? Or What is it going to look like? I know it, man. Yeah. We never thought we'd be having this conversation. No,
0: no, nope.
2: no. Nope. Or a mask at Halloween, that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> or when you went to the bank.
2: Oh, we- <laughs> no,
0: that's a different, that's a different podcast.
2: <laughs> it's a liquor store, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get the essentials. <laughs>
0: so we, I mean, went from it still being in the middle of COVID to our nation, um, just getting an awareness that I haven't seen in over a decade mm-hmm. to the racial issues that have been there, yeah, and I know you and the relationships you have in our city with black, white, brown pastors, yes, and those conversations and and I guess how are you leading through this time? and I know this is probably this has been a process for you just like it has been for me or anyone else. Uh, I remember talking to you, and you're like, oh man, those first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know that was one situation mm-hmm. but even a month later, even two months later. And, and I intentionally, Christian and I, we said six months from now, this better still be in our vocabulary and on our mm-hmm. calendar that we're still talking about this. It can't be this That's one hit blessing. wonder mm-hmm. um, because it's, it, reconciliation isn't a one and done. It is a process, like you said. So how have you led through this season? What are, what have been the, the things that you have learned um, that, that the Lord's teaching you? And some of this is just going to be real. Some of yeah. this is going to be
2: personal. Yeah, so... The, the, The word that you use several times in your prelude, lead, is uh, typical for um, me when it comes to community stuff, especially in urban Knoxville. So um, I do see that the Lord has given me influence to lead in some difficult situations in regards to Knoxville. But perhaps my philosophy changed after um, the exposure uh, of racism, uh, overt racism through Mm -hmm. George Floyd and I really felt like I was supposed to lead. Mm -hmm. I I felt like the the assignment upon my life was to lead my family, Mm -hmm. um, to lead myself and not necessarily bring leadership to this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm not, I I haven't been in the streets. I haven't called a prayer meeting. I haven't called a convening. Mm -hmm. I just didn't sense that I was supposed to do that. Um, This is the first time in history, in history, that a civil rights movement was not led by clergy. Hmm. In history civil rights movement is led by a hip-hop generation, predominantly African-American women. Mm -hmm. And that is not an indictment upon clergy. I think that that's the tool that God has pulled out of the toolbox, and I think we're supposed to support. Um, So I haven't led, I've been leading my sons and leading my um, spiritual sons and daughters on what I think we need to do to navigate through the situation. Uh, but i felt like i was supposed to take a back seat to be 100% honest with you i think that the leadership of in of social justice has to come from white people who have a heart for jesus hmm. white people of influence and power that have a heart for jesus i i've got i got so many phone calls Uh, when it exploded on, from people I love, these are great men and women of God who are in leadership in our city that are white and we eat dinner together and we boat together and we hang out together and we preach together. But I got phone call and boards and task force together but I got phone call after phone call over, Daryl. how are you gonna approach this and what should you do and I wanna support you. And instead of it Producing a passion in me, it pissed me off. Sure, like I I don't have any power. No, what the heck? You see how you see how Holy Ghost did that? He, he you see, I almost said something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the heck am I gonna do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you are in politics. What are you gonna do? You got the power. Mm-hmm. You, you are in. You pastoring the one of the largest white evangelical churches in the city. You got to pout, preach a six, seven, eight-week series mm. on white supremacy at your church. Not on tithing. Not on tithing. Yep. Not, not on five ways to have a better marriage. Yep, not self-helps. Not on racial reconciliation. Mm. But preach a five to six-week series on the reality of white supremacy and racism in our government. Let, let's hear that series. And here's the reality. I believe that, the, that many of those cohorts that I have and people of Corn and Air that I share with, share that same view, they just don't have the courage to do it. Mm. Because either they want to, they just can't. Yeah, wow. They can't, because if they do, they might can, we might can do one fifteen minute moment of silence, or preach on racial reconciliation and we need to love each other. But six weeks, like you do on mm-hmm. giving at the beginning of the year when you try to make sure you meet budget, yeah. six or eight weeks you do yeah. on financial stewardship. How about six or eight week sermon series on white supremacy, mm-hmm. or on 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 um, on. Um, you know, culture the cross and the KKK in churches. Mm. All right, let's let's let's, ha- let's see how many people come Watch to it. that. How about, yeah. Let's let's all right, run the trailer with that.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. Uh, so,
0: so, social media that graphic.
2: Social media that graphic. This is what we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about for the next six six weeks. Let's see how I many chairs you'll have to pull out. Yep. To make sure people have room. Let's see how many services you'll have.
0: Well, Christian knows firsthand with us. Yeah. It went from just the first week of a sermon like that and to, that's one week. to six to eight weeks of problems and issues with white
2: people in my church. I get it, though, man. I get Which, it. But it still has to be talked about. But, 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 pastor, I, I want you to hear me. I get it. Wow. I get it. It takes courage to walk down that road. I get it. Because at the end of the day, let's keep it 100. At the end of the day, especially guys that have major churches, at the end of the day, if you start going down that road and you're pastoring a people that share a different perspective of that, either they're going to get rid of you. Mm Yeah or you're gonna get rid of them. They're gonna go somewhere else where they can hear a different Somebody's gospel. leaving. Somebody's leaving. Yeah. And when they leave, let's keep it 100. When they leave, they're not going to leave, their bodies aren't gonna leave and their tithe is gonna stay. Mm-mm. somebody gotta pay for this building. Mm-hmm. So somebody's gotta pay for that, uh, what do you call it, uh, that gym that we've got over there. Somebody's gotta pay. For that global missions budget That's that right. we have, Some, somebody got to pay for my bass boat. <laughs> I thought it was a Harley. Well, not mine. <laughs> so I don't have those problems. Yeah. I got different problems. I told sure. you my issue. My issue was the homeless dudes out there. Me sharing my heart from the pulpit, I don't have those problems. Y'all got those problems because mm. I don't have that power. I got. Kirk Franklin, he, he used to be a friend of mine, I can't get him no more. But Kirk Franklin said to me, Arnold, you a hood celebrity. And he was right. What he meant is we we he was here, he was preaching for me, and we, yeah. we went to several places and, and 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 people were, Hey, Pastor Arnold. He said, Yeah, you a hood celebrity. I'm a celebrity all over the world. That's what he talked
0: about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kirk. Thanks, Kerry. Yeah, you a hood celebrity. I'm a celebrity all over the world. I do I get this response <laughs> no matter what country. Oh honey. my goodness. So I said that to say I've got power in a two point five mile radius. Sure. Mm. That's it. That's it. I'm only I'm only not afraid of the police till we get past KPD where they don't mm. know me. When they hit sheriff, they don't know me like that. Sure. And now it's even different because Mayor O'Hara and Chief Rasha are here. Yeah. I'm always scared now.
0: The relationships are different.
2: The, the relationships. So my point, my point family is that the powerless cannot bring deliverance to the powerful.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I call it white power. Play Mm -hmm. on words, but I call it white power. We need white power. So it was a
0: gentleman who was Hebrew, but was raised in Pharaoh's house. (laughs) Do you understand? (laughs) Oh,
2: I know exactly what you're talking about. He
0: he was raised in the house that, that they needed to be delivered from. Yeah. And so there was someone that was a bridge builder there. There was someone, it was God's call on him from the very beginning, that Moses would be...
2: Do you really want to go down this road? Do you really want to go down this road? I'm just thinking about that
0: as you're talking.
2: So so you're you're 100% right. Yeah. And I know, so let's let's keep it foggy. Let's keep it muddy so we can get out of it later and we can say, well, we didn't mean that. How about that? Let's do that. (laughs) So, So that same guy, that same guy looked over his balcony one day and noticed... That an Egyptian was beating Mm -hmm. a Hebrew. Oh man. Yeah. Now here's the problem your balcony ain't moved. You've been living around. That's been happening the whole whole time. The whole time. You just now are seeing it. So are you saying Moses got woke? (laughs) Moses got woke. Yeah. Go back to the verse and look at the prelude to that verse. Mm -hmm. You know what it says? And when Moses was grown, Mm -hmm. that's the verse. When Moses was grown, good. he looked over his balcony and he saw a Hebrew mm. being beat by okay. an Egyptian. You see, we got to grow up before we can... See stuff, and you can't see it. That's been happening. You know why you can't see it? You know why Moses couldn't see it? Because this dude eating grapes and getting hit. The Hebrew paper, fine women, fine women fine him for me. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he, he living in a big house. I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to mess this yeah. up. And guess what? When he responded through violence, when he responded, <laughs> he messed it up for himself. He got put out of his church. On both sides.
1: He messed both it sides. up. Well, on
2: both sides. He reckon. Reconcilers are bridges, and bridges get stepped on from both sides. They do.
0: You can't stay in this house, and you're not one of us. You ain't one of us.
2: You if ready that's for the way this? you're
0: gonna be acting. You ain't one of us. You don't You just made it harder on us. You just
2: made it. That, Martin Luther King died with a less than a forty percent approval rating from black folks. Hmm. Black preachers wouldn't even let Martin Luther King go to Chicago. Say you're a troublemaker. You making a harder. Of- don't come here and cause that here. Well. Alright, I'm gonna well, say this last well, thing and we're well, we gonna be well, done. Then, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Let me say this last thing okay. and we're gonna done R- just run with your run with your story. Lord, should I say this? <laughs> <laughs> we can edit it out later. I mean to, but I don't think so. <laughs> and Moses pays the consequences of his obedience to social justice. This dude don't went from being a prince to shoveling manure.
1: Hmm.
2: It cost you. That's why I get it, Mike. For
0: just as long as he had
2: been in there. I get it. Mm. That's what. That's why I, I, I'm not hating on my white pastor. I get it. I, I I got bills too at the house.
0: But he still came back but to we, lead. Later
2: but what did he do? But what did he do? What he came did he Because because when you grow up and the Lord reveals that you, you can't be comfortable. Mm. The, what initiated it. A a bush caught on Come fire. On. That wouldn't go out. Here's the crazy oh, Wendy's, I mean, a bush caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the
1: crazy part. I'm done. <laughs> oh, man. Here's the crazy part, though, is uh, we're starting Moses with our students yeah. tomorrow, which is wild that we just yeah. talked about that unintentionally. Mm. unintentionally.
0: Pastor Darrell Arnold, thank you so much. Uh, just sharing with us. I never know where the conversations are going to go, but I know they're always going to be rich. And so I enjoy you just being real, being honest, sharing what the Lord is uh, speaking to you and through you right now.
2: So, I appreciate you, man. What a blessing here. it is to be with you guys. My prayers that the Lord will put His hand yeah. on this, on this, um, this vision that He's giving you, and he, he takes you out of Knoxville into the world.
0: That's awesome. Man. We we definitely accept that prayer. I appreciate you being on here. And yes, those that are listening now, you can contact us at coffeeconvospodcast at, Coffee Podcast. at gmail.com. Coffeeconvospodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I'm sure that this one has richly blessed you like it has us. Until next time.